Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All the dish that's fit to air. Cindy Adams is on 77 WABC. So... Michelle Rago is a very high-class lady. I mean, she's a wedding planner who does superiorly high-end weddings. Do you are there more destination weddings than than in the old days? There certainly are. Uh, in the beginning, uh, which was about thirty years ago for me, uh, I would say destination was probably a third of my business, and now it's predominantly all of my business. And and even if they're in the states. It is, you know, modeled after a destination wedding, and people may be from out of the country or certainly not New York. So destination is the approach people seem to be gravitating towards. But why? If they are ma- if they live in New York, say, for instance, why would they want to schlep to someplace like Minnesota or something? Who, who cares about places like that? Why would they want to do that? Well, I think I mostly work on, I would say, in L.A., Sonoma, uh, Napa, you know, here in the Northeast. I have, I mean, I have a, a, a big group of clients who, you know, live in the Midwest. But, you know, I, I think if people own land and they have the ability to build a tent and entertain everyone, or, you know, oh, if they okay. can rent a big, you know, I think it just gives them a lot of flexibility and freedom. And then everybody loves to hop in a plane and go to the Caribbean or Europe, you know, Mexico. Oy, excuse me. In other words, poor people should stay home and eat pretzels. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's by hook or by crook. You would be uh, you'd be shocked at what people go through to do it. It's they're compelled. I mean, I just you know, it has not gone away. And it used to be maybe sixty people, forty people. Now it's two hundred and fifty people, three hundred and fifty people getting on a plane to go to another country. So, are the same people remarrying? Uh, well, I, are you asking, like, am I marrying the same client to someone else? Yeah. I haven't, I honestly have never done that. Oh, poor baby. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Poor baby. I know, not yet. But you've gotten the biggest names, you did a Brooklyn Beckham wedding. I mean, are you allowed to tell me a little something about that now? Unfortunately, I am under a strict NDA, and I can tell you that I did Nicola Peltz and Brooke and Beckham's wedding. I was brought in, you know, I was brought in four weeks before, so it was fast and furious for me, which, you know, sometimes being the last team in is is great because, you know, it's just what there is to do in front of you. And we had a great experience. They're a lovely, you know, both families, really lovely. I had a great relationship with Brooke and Nicola and... uh, so it was it was a good experience for me, Michelle. What often what often gets screwed up? Um, I think you know we get hired often, um, you know, at, at the last minute. And 
I think when people interview, they don't necessarily understand maybe the value or the power of a really seasoned destination team. So, I, you know, sometimes people get into relationships with planners who haven't worked a lot internationally or maybe they don't do, you know, big production. So I think that's, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, is a huge value if you were to if you were to take us on as your planning team. And then, you know, things like, you know, guest lists get messed up and, you know, maybe you've never worked with a vendor and you think they're going to do a good job and they're just not cut out for it. So, you know, there are a lot of things that can go wrong. Are mothers-in-law pains in the ass or behind or what is the proper word, which I don't care about? Are mothers-in-law pains... They don't win the trophy for it. There is someone, <laughs> that trophy gets exchanged on every project. There's always someone. And every time I get hired, they say, well, my family, you know, and I'm like, your family's the same as everybody else's family. There's always, you know, there's always a character. And, it, you know, it could be, you know, a mother-in-law. It could be a groom. It could be your, you know, Aunt Mary. Well, th- but there always is something. Okay, I, I, what about the anthropological study of humanity, this job, there is always something and you just, you have to know that you've got to, you know, be ready to anticipate anything. What is the most extravagant request they have a bride or groom? What, what do they want? They want an elephant to bring in the ring. What do they want? Yeah, they, people are, they get very excited as you get close to it. And they think, you know, some people are into more is more. You know, I want to fly abandoned from the States. I want to get a headliner. I, you know, let's make the stage, push a button and make the stage turn. You know, I mean, people just get really enthusiastic. And look, you know, that's what we're there for. We're there to help you realize what it is, you know, you've waited your whole life. You know, it's funny. People get you know, have a lot to say about, you know, what they perceive as extravagant. But if you've worked hard and, you know, you have the ability to do it and it's your only child or whatever, uh, you know, I say go for it. <laughs> no apologies necessary. Well, what's the most extravagant request? I mean, really, I'm, I, I've been to a few weddings. So many people are pains in the behind. What do they ask for? Um... I think probably my most extravagant was a couple who wanted to, you know, sort of on the fly in that day, you know, get helicopters to take all the guests to an island. And, you know, you know, that you wake up, you're like, it's like a scavenger hunt, Cindy. You wake up and you think to yourself, all right, you, okay, let's see what's possible here. I had somebody who asked me, they're sitting by the pool and they're, all partying and having a good time and i guess there were a lot of pranks going on and you know somebody wanted me to find a signed copy of a barat you know poster you know some (laughs) actor you know it's like stuff like that it's a scavenger hunt so we have a team usually when i have you know weddings that i know we're going to be with a lot of demand we just you know bring a little concierge team with us and and they just sit there and help me figure out how to find things did anything ever anything get screwed up i mean did you did anything ever really get lost up? Oh, I mean, it is without a doubt. You you could have, <laughs> you know, you're, you know, you've spent all the money, you've done all the logistics, you've paid for customs and taxes, and, you know, they'll confiscate your orchids and burn them. You're just like, that was really <laughs> visual. And that, those <laughs> are my orchids. 
Yeah, okay. you know what I mean? You're just like, holy moly. You can't, I know, I know you can't speak, but is there any famous people you can tell us about at all? Oh, sure. Well, oh, speak. sure. I tell. did, uh, I just recently, let me, for, for me, fam, I just did the wedding for um, Sean McVeigh and his beautiful bride, Veronica, and he's the coach of Los Angeles Rams. We just did that. It was a really fun wedding. Super, super. Uh, they had hired me three years ago. You know, before COVID and, you know, we were together through all of that. And then in the end, the wedding ended up at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And and in the meantime, he won the Super Bowl. So that was a pretty good party, I would say, overall. Why did you become a wedding planner instead of somebody who sells apples? Why? Why wedding planner? You know, I want to tell you, there's no trajectory that I accept to say that my grandmother forced me to wait on her hand and foot and and I considered that to be love which I love doing it and I only ever worked in hospitality you know I thought I was going to open a restaurant until I worked in a kitchen in the 80s and I thought well that's never going to happen because that's crazy and you know I started working in hotels and you know, it's oh, you paint the hallway you've got to paint the house I just kept wanting to have more and more control and I started I had a flower business and next thing you know I was producing and and I love it. I absolutely love what I do. I can't imagine doing anything else. Okay, so how do you prepare for lousy weather? If it's a nice outdoor thing and it storms and it rains and it snows, what do you do? Besides you have to yourself? have, oh, you got to have all the tenting in hand and space. I mean, you have to plan for, plan. you know, plan A is not really plan A. It's usually plan B or plan C is plan A. So, you know, you have to have all the firepower in your pocket and you've got to, you know, you go on site inspections and you, you know, you have to relate to the client. You know, if things don't go our way, this is our plan and this is how we're going to pivot. How does everyone find you? Where are you? I, a lot of people, I'm by referral for a lot of clients, but, you know, this Instagram, I mean, it is free and your best friend because, you know, everybody pokes around on Instagram and we find a lot of our clients that way. Bride or groom, who pays? Um, oh, it's really, it, I, I would have answered this very differently a long time ago. It, I get a lot of couples who pay because, you know, we'll get clients maybe who are a, a bit more established. But, you know, it's it's still parents. You know, I would say 50-50. And, I, and, and I, again, bride family, I have a couple clients right now where it's, the bride family is, is paying for the wedding. But, you just never know. Can a guest, just a plain guest at a wedding, wear black? Of course. Because I was once told you shouldn't wear black at a wedding. It doesn't show a good sign. I don't know. That's what somebody wants Oh, no. Told no, 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 no. Of course you can wear black. Yeah. There's, I don't know if you should, if you're a woman, if you should be wearing, you know, an all-white gown. I still think that can be a little tricky when the bride is there. But... I, and color is really becoming more popular, which I'm excited, by the way, for bridal dresses. It's very So give me, give me an experience. Give me one story so I can know about what it's like when a wedding goes poop. Oh, um, all right. So specifically, you want to know when things don't go well. Well, I know when uh, they go well. I have to know when they don't go well. Yeah. I mean, look, mine are all logistical things where... You know, you've planned, you know, 
somebody was supposed to get you the alcohol. It doesn't happen. Next thing you know, you're chartering a private plane and you're bringing alcohol in and, you know, clearing customs. I mean, it's my stuff is always the goods aren't coming um, and we are moving heaven and earth to get our goods where they need to be. Um, I had an event once where the lighting company was supposed to hang, I don't know, 30,000 candles from the ceiling, and they were overbooked, and they never, ever hung, uh, maybe half the candles they hung on the ceiling. And the groom's father decided that he was going to take that opportunity, this is early in my career, get up on the stage, um, acknowledge me for having done the design, and then call me out for the fact that the candles weren't hung. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God. Oh, oh, my God. oh, those are the ones. Those are the lessons that teach you everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- it, you know, this is there. You must have sometimes sixty vendors underneath a wedding, producing a wedding. So a lot of personalities, personalities, and people to manage. Anybody ever stiff you and not pay? Um, I mean, people have tried, but I have a pretty good contract and a nice attorney. I have not really had a terrible situation. No, I've I've tried to quit a job. And the father said, my, bro- my daughter will kill me if you quit. <laughs> and I said, well, we're going to have to get in a better place than we are right now because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> what about yeah. buffet-style weddings? I mean, the buffets are usually so crappy, and the food has been left over from the last divorce. What about <laughs> right. buffet-style weddings? They're lousy. I'm not, they're lousy. We don't do a lot of buffets. Now, for cocktails, you know, we'll do, you know, Stations, perhaps seafood stations and things like that for coffee, but mostly for dinners we do a combination of family style and/or plated. Yeah, the buffet is tricky. I agree with you. Never and, looks good in the end. And stoned, inebriated, El Drunco, you get that too. Oh, Cindy, yes, that is. Um, a people will make a lot of foolish decisions about, you know, perhaps you've had a little surgery before you came and, you know, you've gone on medication or, you know, you think you can sit in the sun for 10 hours and drink and, you know, it's people definitely find themselves in a lot of um, compromising positions. Tell me about celebrities versus rich people. I think which are which are tougher. I know you're going to tell me, oh, my people are wonderful. I understand that. I'm going to overlook your answer. But tell me who's lousier sometimes, celebrities or just rich people? I mean, it's interesting that you ask that question because I don't do a ton of celebrities. I tend to work with, you know, just, I mean, if you call them that, just more established, you know, families and not celebrity personalities. So early on, I'd done a few and I sort of felt that wasn't the best fit for me. And as I've gotten on in my career, I'm able, you know, I, I, you know, I sort of pick and choose what's a good fit personality wise, you know, because so I would say, you know, I've sort of made my path a long time ago just to not work, not have someone's celebrity be the reason I was taking a job. Are you married? I am divorced. <laughs> I am. Yes, I am divorced. Who no did kids. your wedding? Who did your yeah, wedding? I did my wedding. And I, 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 a year and a half, I drove everyone insane. And, um, you know, immediately, I don't know. And, uh, and there you have it. But no, I have no get, plans. Do you, do you get invited to their anniversaries? Oh, yeah, I do. 
I I tend to be very lucky. I know this is the answer you don't want to hear, but I tend to stay in a relationship for a very long time with my clients. Good relationships. And, uh, yeah. And, in fact, he would love that I would say this. I have a client whose wedding I did, I don't know how many years ago now, six years ago. And uh, he sent me a text and said, hey, I put you in my will. And I was like, okay. First of all, you must be drinking wine. What are you talking about? And he said, not what you think. He said, I put you in the will in case my husband and I don't make it because they're about to have kids. You're going to plan our funeral. And I said, well, how much did you give me? And he said, I've put enough in there that it's going to be a beautiful party, but you can't come after me then for more money because I'll be dead. That was so charming of you to ask how much you were going to get for when you're talking about yeah, somebody's like, well, dead. I mean, it was so me? loving. I your wedding. I know you. How much do I get? <laughs> Yeah. What's the, per- really... what's the percentage of stick togethers? Um, oh, I would say in my world about I think sixty percent stick together. Okay, are you gonna get married again? I mean, why not? It's gonna you know, we'll see if somebody, you know, um I don't know, Sandy, that's a good question. If I do, my entire it will be you'll feel like a little wobble in the universe and um (laughs) everyone who knows me will say wow (laughs) so if you wow and get married are you going to do your own fakakta wedding no i would torture one of my peers and dear friends to do it so that i could be a guest that lesson i've learned you never want to plan your own nuptials that is not fun Okay, Michelle, I have enjoyed talking to you. You haven't necessarily told me one thing that's lousy, which I would love to hear about somebody. You don't have to mention their name. Give me an experience. Something lousy. Nothing went Uh, wrong in anything uh, you've ever done? uh, You want something more than my candle mission. Um, Yeah, well, yeah, that's nice, but I'll take another thing before I hang up. uh, Let's see. What is a good went wrong? Well, if if you can't think of any... I will now thank you for coming on. You're not going to do my next wedding. Forget it. But I have, I have enjoyed talking to you. Um, me too. It's a pleasure. I followed you for years, and it was lovely to be called. It's nice to hear your voice. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks, honey. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, bye. All the dish that's fit to air. Cindy Adams is on 77 WABC. Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.